Get ready, Avalanche territory. It's now time for the Mile High Hockey Podcast with Mike Evans on your home for the most Avalanche content. Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome on into the Mile High Hockey Podcast. I'm Mike Evans. Although we decided maybe we need to have like a tagline for this hockey podcast. We were talking about this during the morning show, Mark Schlereth and I, that uh, I need some kind of a hook. You know, like uh, something hockey-related, you know. In the crease, Mile High Hockey Podcast. In the crease with Mike Evans. Or breaking out of the zone with Mike Evans. Or neutral zone trap. Or snapping twigs with Mike Evans. Or good old pork in the pipes with Mike Evans. Anyway, just uh, add a little flair to this hockey podcast, which uh, has been, pardon the pun, on ice for the last week as we have... Gone through the all-star break and the break for the teams as they get back to action. And uh, I don't know about you, uh, if, if you're looking for a big breakdown of the all-star game, you're not going to get it here. I didn't watch. And I know, sorry, if you think that's a dereliction of duty, that as the host of this hockey podcast, that I should be bringing you all the ins and outs of the all-Star Game, I'm sorry. That is just a, a fundamental line that I draw uh, in the sand across the ice. Uh, I just I don't watch All-Star Games unless it's the baseball All-Star Game. The baseball All-Star Game is the only one that, to me, looks like baseball. All the other All-Star Games, no thanks. It's uh, amazing athletes, tremendous skill. I do like I – did, I did watch some of the skills competition. I do like watching what these guys can do in the skills competition – but uh, the game itself, the games itself, uh, no thanks. So we'll move on from that and focus on the Avalanche as they get back to work. Uh, Mark and I had a chance to visit with Adrian Dater, one of our Avalanche insiders, as he brings all of his Avalanche coverage to ColoradoHockeyNow.com. I know a lot of you listening subscribe. But uh, here's what Adrian had to say about the Avalanche as they go back to work and, and some of the, the storylines surrounding the Avalanche for this second half of the season. Here come the two-time defending Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning into town. Adrian Dater will be there chronicling it all for us and for ColoradoHockeyNow.com. Our Avalanche insider joins us courtesy of Bud Light, an official beer sponsor of the Colorado Avalanche. I got to admit, Adrian, I'm a little bit disappointed that this matchup comes up when it does right after a long break for both teams. I wish they were kind of both back into the flow of the season when they played each other. Yeah, it would be uh, nice, but it's still going to be fun tonight at Ball Arena. McKinnon won't be there uh, playing tonight. That does take a little luster off that game, too. But uh, it's still going to be fun, man. It's a matchup of two, you know, probably the best teams in the league right now. And uh, it's all tonight. I think the abs are uh, ready to go, though. They've had two days of practice and uh i think both teams are going to be uh definitely well rested and, and it's going to be a good hockey game let me ask you how much do you put in this like i would always go when we travel and say okay we're traveling out to kansas city this is a good litmus test for us so uh, where we are exactly as a football team how much do you put in this matchup between tampa bay and the avalanche to determining kind of you know and and weighing out where they both are and especially when they get to match up during the postseason Hopefully, or if well, they get the matchup in the postseason. You know, I'd, I'd still, you know, I, I'd like to see the Avs with McKinnon and, and 
and be able to say, yeah, well, you know, we had our best. Yeah, they had their best. Uh, but uh, he's still hurt. He won't play till Sunday at, at the lead uh, earliest. Um, yeah, no, I I still think it's great. I mean, this is this this is this is going to be a benchmark game to, for where they are. Uh, I think this is going to be the best team they've played all year, probably. Um, you know, they lost to Tampa Bay earlier in the year, and uh, you know, that was early. But um, you know, I think the big, it's just a matchup of two powerhouse lineups. I mean, um, the uh, the Avs just have an unbelievable depth and defense and and the the edge probably does go to Tampa Bay in goal right now with Andre Vasilevsky. He's the, he's probably the best goalie in the league. But um yeah, no, it's it's a it's a matchup of, of two great teams again and, and uh you know it's gonna be rocking in the ball arena tonight, I'm sure. Adrian Dater join us. Adrian, give us two or three of the biggest storylines for this team in the second half of the season. Well <clears throat> Trade deadline obviously is coming March 21st. Are they going to add a forward defenseman or goalie to be determined? I I know Claude Giroux's name is still out there, and uh, he won the All Star MVP, and you know, that 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 rumor was still out there. Um, but that so that's one storyline. What are they going to do at the deadline? Um, if they don't make a trade for a goalie, who's going to be the starting goalie for the playoffs? That's going to be the dominant question going down the stretch. So. I really do think it'll be Kemper's job to lose. Uh, but if it's not going to take much to lose it if he doesn't string together a couple. If he has a few bad games in a row, Pablo Francois very well likely could be the uh, the playoff starting goalie. Uh, that, that's probably the other big storyline of this team. Could they add another defenseman too? With, if Bo Byram isn't going to play again this year, do they have to get another defenseman at the deadline? They, they probably do. Adrian, do we see a new contract for Nazem Kadri? Uh, I don't think we will before the start of, you know, I don't think we will during the season, an extension, I'm sure you're asking. Yes. Um, I don't think so. I think, you know, I think that window may have passed. Uh, I don't know for sure that it isn't, but I, you know, I, I advocated for one earlier in the year. I knew I have, I, I, wasn't predicting this kind of season from Kadri, but I thought he'd have a good season. And yeah, he's a second line center. Those are hard to find. And he's, he's proven what they can do, what a good second line center does for a team. So uh, I, you know, it's, it's, it's Monday morning quarterbacking saying, aha, they should have signed him earlier, but um, you know, never say never, but he is going to be a UFA and he knows he can get a, Sky high offer from some team probably this summer, and the Avs just may not have the cap room for that. So it's going to be tough to sign him, I think. Yeah, because all it takes is one team. He is going to be 31 next year, and whatever deal yeah. that you get certainly will probably age well in the first two years, let's say. But after that, you know, and for an Avalanche team that's been so good at developing prospects, you really want to block somebody, a younger right. player. Uh, during maybe those uh, last two years of Cadre's deal. We shall see. All right, it starts up again tonight as the uh, Avalanche take on uh, Tampa. Should be a fun one. You can get all your Avalanche coverage at coloradohockeynow.com with Adrian Dater and his outstanding staff. AD, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Okay, that was Adrian Dater from coloradohockeynow.com, our Avalanche insider, appearing on the Schlereth and Evans uh, program. And just to kind of follow up on, on what he had to say, uh, it, it is a team that appears stacked. 
It is a, a team that appears to have an answer at every position. But one thing I'll give Adrian, he's been very consistent. This goes back several weeks. He has been saying the Avalanche are not settled at goaltender. And you heard him that right now it's Darcy Kemper's job to lose, but it's a job he could see him losing either to Pavel Francouz, who's played very well before the break, or the idea that the Avalanche may go out and trade for a goaltender. I would think that, and you still have a solid month until the NHL trade deadline, there'll be enough hockey played between both Kemper and Francouz that I think you'll get a, a really good sense if neither is the guy, that you can't feel confident about either guy, that you would have to go out and make a trade. There's enough time to determine that. So more than likely, this just really comes down to Kemper versus Francois, who ends up being the guy that establishes himself as the goalie for the playoffs. That, that I think, is more likely than seeing the Avalanche determine that over the next month, you know what, neither one of these guys can do it. we got to go out and... Uh, make a trade for a goaltender. I, I, I would th- I would put that pretty unlikely. But the the notion that you have a, a real-life goaltender competition, goaltender controversy, if you have two, you have none, <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I think that is something that, that bears watching over the next month. Um, as far as other trades, I, I would think that Joe Sack, I talked about this on the last Mile High Hockey podcast, the, the idea that They'll, they'll make some kind of trade that you're never complete and that uh, you can always use uh, another veteran, uh, a, a good four-checker, uh, a reliable defensive defenseman. That you'll make some kind of move just to continue to add and and guard against whatever might happen during the uh, the course of the, the rest of the regular season following the trade deadline and then on into the playoffs. I, Joe will do something. I don't think it'll be anything grand. I don't think it'll be anything huge. I don't think you're going to see major prospects get moved or anything like that. But there will be a few tweaks, a few additions here and there. But uh, really what you see is what you get with this team. And (laughs) what you see and what you get is pretty pretty darn good. Uh, The Avalanche going into the post-All-Star break as the best team in hockey. I know that it, it started out with Florida still with more points, one more point, but the Avalanche with three games in hand. I think we could be pretty pretty secure in knowing that you give the Avalanche uh, three games to play before Florida uh, plays another one, that they would pass the Panthers uh, in points and, and have the most points in the NHL. So I feel pretty confident as saying that right now the Avalanche are the best team in hockey. Uh, they're, they're definitely probably uh, odds-on favorite to win the President's Trophy again. How do you feel about that, by the way? Is that something that worries you? We saw what happened last year. The Avalanche having the most points in the NHL, the President's Trophy, and then falling flat in the playoffs. Do do you want that pressure again? Do you want that bullseye again? I We joke about it. I don't really care. I, I really don't. I, I think this team learned so much about themselves. Um, the disappointment that they felt. Uh, the lessons that they learned in that playoff loss to Vegas a year ago, that honestly they they feel like they're on a, a mission. And if they finish, if they happen to finish with the best record in hockey, the President's Trophy, I, I don't see this being a team like, oh, wow, did we really deserve that? Are we really the best team in hockey? Oh, my, did we put ourselves uh, with a bullseye on our back? I, I, I think this team would be more 
along the mindset of bring it on. Okay, yeah, we're the best team in hockey. We have the most points again. We got the bullseye on us again. Great. We're ready for it this time. We welcome it. We want it. And let's go. So, you know, and, and, and then when you think about what comes with being the best team in hockey, finishing with the most points, Tom Ice. So, you know what? If I have to kind of weigh whatever neg- neg- negativity or uh, negatives come with having the President's Trophy and, and, and the bullseye and, and the, the track record over the years with teams that have the President's Trophy and not winning the Stanley Cup versus weigh that against the idea that I don't think this team really cares and I think this team is going to be hell-bent to win a Stanley Cup no matter what and is hungry and is focused and would also have home ice. I'll take that. I'll take the positives. Uh, versus the negative when it comes to finishing with the uh, top record. One other quick thought, uh, Nazem Kadri, uh, Dater was talking about that. I, I just, I don't see it happening. I'm, I'm more than willing to be surprised. And, hey, if you can get Kadri to sign a, a three-year deal, whatever the money may be, and at age 31 you get him for the next three years, I'd say do it. But he's having the kind of year that as an unrestricted free agent, all it takes is one desperate team uh, to overpay, and all of a sudden you're looking at a four or five year deal for this guy, you know, at like six, six and a half, seven million dollars a year. Hey, look, that then it's like, hey, thank you very much for your service. Uh, thank you for everything you did. Uh, hopefully, you helped us win a Stanley Cup, and we'll let you go on somewhere else. We got more young prospects that we got coming up through the pipeline, or we have a different way that we can uh, spend that money and uh, continue to uh, shore up this hockey team. I, I, I would not go too far in trying to keep Kadri here. And if he is willing to play the hometown discount game and, and give the abs a hometown discount, whether it comes to the, the length of the contract or the term of the contract, fine. But otherwise I wouldn't extend. I wouldn't extend too, too quickly. Uh, that That's when I would allow that to, I would allow the market to kind of play itself out. You know, I'd go to Kadri and say, Hey, look, now we love you. Um, love to have you back. Go out there, shop yourself, see what you can get, and then come on back to us, and we'll see if it's something that we can make work. But uh, otherwise, and if the, if you're Kadri's people, I, I, don't, I don't know why you would um, commit to a deal right now, knowing that he could be a really attractive free agent. But you never know. I mean, hey, maybe he loves it here, and maybe he's willing to take less to stay here because he would have to take the less than he could probably get somewhere else because the Avalanche, uh, with, with all the stars they have, right up there against the cap. All right, they're back at it. Uh, We'll have a chance to uh, look back on the resumption of the season, the uh, showcase game against Tampa right out of the gate. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I'll say it because, you know, the announcers will say it. You're looking at a potential Stanley Cup preview. Well, yeah, duh. And sign me up. Avalanche and Tampa, best of seven in the Stanley Cup. Woo, let's go. Should be fun. We'll be back next week to uh, talk about everything avalanche and hockey related. This is the Mile High Hockey Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you again next week.